0: Radio show, something like that. I've I effed around for too much. I three of the like the first three episodes I did by myself were hey, so bad. Hey, yeah. And then I realized how to mess around with the microphone. Then I learned I forced myself to learn how to like mess around with the microphone settings and yeah. actually pay attention to levels. So. Where are you
1: recording at? What room?
0: Um, the middle one in my bedroom upstairs.
1: In your bedroom? Mm-hmm. Oh, what about that little middle room?
0: That one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The man cave.
1: (laughs) All right. You ready? Yep. All right. Oh, I'm already recording. (laughs) Oh, well, there we go. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff.
0: And I'm Jake. How you you doing? Shooter. 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 I'm good. Uh, I was... Because of everything going on, yeah. and me losing my main hiking partner due to like pregnancy and not being able to Boo! hike, right? When you're know, like, it's kind of hard to hike when you're seven months pregnant, yeah. right? So um, she's still pregnant. I know it's crazy. Jeez. Uh, but now with like, well, we can't we can't really take him on anything like long. Yeah. So did you? No, we haven't taken him on a oh, single okay. hike yet. Oh goodness! <laughs> Sorry. Did you go hiking today? He just, no, last night. Oh, last night. Yeah, last night. What time? Um, I, I went at two in the morning. No, at, in the afternoon. Oh, no, but I, I, I mean you would. Yeah, I got home at like ten, but then he just did not sleep last night more uh, than like like more than like an hour and a half at a time. Yeah, so he was up all night. Um, but what a party animal, I dude. know. Yeah, that the hike, dog hill, uh, dog mountain, dog mountain. So. I wouldn't say, I mean, I've been more tired physically at the end of a hike before, yeah. but I would say that that is the most difficult hike for the distance mm-hmm. that I've ever been on. Okay. There were multiple places where I, I was looking. Have
1: you you've never done it before? Mm-mm. Oh.
0: There's multiple places where like, I was looking up and I'm like, this is a joke. Like, like, how am I still going up? <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, it's it's like that's, and not only that, but that part of the hill, I'm like, they made that part that particular switchback so effing steep mm. and it was just, that was a slog. Honestly, that one, that one kicked my ass last night, but it okay. was good because I didn't think I had it in me. There was a mo- couple moments where I stopped and I was like, I'm looking at my all trails map and seeing how far I had to go. Yeah, And I was like, I'm not doing it. And then looking at how much elevation I had left to gain. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm not getting there. And you I'm did not it. getting there. And I eventually, I eventually do did do it uh first i had to keep telling myself that f- the first mile is the toughest yeah okay but with yep, that yep, but yep. with that hike it was the toughest relatively mm-hmm. because there was no easy mile. there was no easy mile gotcha. on that The first hike. one sucked so first one sucked oh. the other one tormented the for other one because that was like honestly one of the most the one of the most consistent steep parts yeah it was right off the bat yeah um Ooh, but it was uh it was close to three thousand feet of elevation gain over Holy crap. over three miles so it was three miles just up yeah oh. it was just a constant up
1: were your legs hurting, hurting? Uh, yeah okay and yeah the hardest good. thing though good. was
0: the hardest thing though was the was um getting my wind oh because i hadn't really done anything yeah. super like that in a yeah, while pushing so. you. but it okay. felt good it felt good that all that uh that papa still has it and yeah. i can i can go do a tough hike because i was honestly afraid i was like i don't think i can go do a tough hike yeah i think i'm gonna have i'm like i'm gonna have to build up for it and that kind of sucks because i was in such a good place mm-hmm. and then i was like oh, i can't do it i'm not gonna be able to do it mm. and i've kept like putting off doing other ones because yeah. i didn't want to go fail and so that this was like pfft. i know that life so dude. this one i was just like i'm gonna go do it yeah and then i forced myself to keep going so it felt good it felt good to be able. To yeah do that one. that's um, huge yeah yeah, I was a little disappointed. I thought that there would be more clear skies. Yeah. Um, but the cloud it was it was rolling overcast. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a night it was a nice day, and there was nobody on the trail. There's like maybe two other people. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Two, Tuesday at five o'clock is Damn. when I was. I started the hike at like four. Um.
1: What'd you do this weekend?
0: Saturday, <laughs> I went. What did I do Saturday?
1: I mean, nobody wants to hike on the weekends because it's packed and gross and.
0: No. Oh, Saturday I went up to Seattle, and watched a Mariner. Oh. And I watched a Mariners game with my friends from high school, like I've had since high school. Okay. That I kind of lost touch with, and then have reconnected okay. with a bit. Um, did you guys all roll together? Yeah, we did. Oh, I good. I get car sick if Were I'm you on driving. Yes. So okay. I asked to drive to keep okay. myself from getting car sick. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's it's a more it's a more it's a more recent development. I, it's something I didn't have up until like maybe the last two years, and then all of a sudden recently yeah. I started getting super carsick on what car rides. What does
1: carsick look like?
0: Like bent over, nausea. nausea oh, nausea. that bad? Yeah. It's like to where like I cannot like physically. Yeah. Like start panicking because I'm so nauseous and it hurts so bad that I have to get out of the car. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Um, it's Why? pretty, ex- pretty extreme. No idea. No idea. But, um, yeah. So, so you, I was like, you don't Can get I? it when you drive. No. Okay. When I drive okay. perfectly fine. Good. Uh, but if I'm with in the car with anybody, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't like, I just, I can't. So I asked them if I could drive, which was nice. So yeah. I could, and I could, Where? and I got to control the, the music, which okay. is always nice. Yeah. We stopped at the, uh, Nike outlet in Chehalis mm-hmm. or I think that's Chehalis right there. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, the worst like selection of clothes and shoes I've ever seen. It's pretty like, bad. What a waste it's of it's a high five, dude. Yeah, it's I know. right there. Yeah. But, Everybody yeah, but, hits but it. But the outlets on um down in Woodburn are way better.
1: That's true. That is true. The one
0: in Woodburn actually has decent stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if that one's a clearance. The, the one, Woodburn? Yeah. I don't think the so. The one in Chehalis is specifically marked clearance outlet.
1: Isn't the one at the
0: beach clearance? The one in Seaside? Yeah. I think so. What about...
1: There's one also in Lincoln City. Mm. And then there's one that I'm thinking about in Bend that is a pretty good store. But I don't know if they're clearance.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one in Chehalis is specifically marked clearance. Did you get anything? Nothing. <laughs> Honestly, the ugliest shoes. Like, I don't even know who designed some of these mm-hmm. travesties. What, what kind of shoes are you looking I at? I... C- Dude, they're like normal, like shoes that would be like normal, normal body style mm-hmm. looking shoe. Right. But then just the colors, not just the colors, okay. it would be just random additions to the shoe. Okay. Like my friend Jesse bought this really <laughs> nice pair of white tennis shoes with like a kind of like a tan sole. Okay. They looked like they could be golf shoes, but they weren't, okay. which is a all right look for right. like a 30 year old dad. But then it looks like someone took one of those big, big, like knee elbow style band-aids and wrapped it around the middle part of the shoe on only one side of each shoe. It was this oddest thing. It was like opaque, so it was kind of see-through. But it was like a band-aid color, and it just went up over the swoosh. And it was like this this semi-rubber thing. Those were the best ones there. (laughs) And he didn't have any shoes he owns like... He didn't have any tennis I mean, shoes. How much were they? He had flip flops, and he had um, he has work boots. How and much were they? We we're going to Seattle. You don't want to wear flip flops. Oh, um, that's what he was wearing. So he bought. He was wearing flip flops. We stopped at the Nike Atlas specifically so he could get shoes for this trip, and then he, those that was like the best shoes we could find, and they were like I think they were like forty bucks, which is way too much.
1: I mean, just come prepared, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I can't even. I don't. I wouldn't even know what to Google to find anything like that.
0: It was honestly. I don't know who designed who designed half these shoes. There was some uh, basketball shoes that were just absolutely hideous. Like color colorways, they're just like, oh my god, what third grader developed these colorways? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to find like it, baby but... poop brown with pink. Like just nasty, mm. nasty, nasty shoes.
1: I mean, that's why they're clearance, dude, because nobody's buying them. I
0: mean, and so to me, you're you have much for much more flashy shoes than I do. I have
1: very flashy shoes. I'm
0: <laughs> I am more of the the black Nike white sole guy. That's my look. I've always rocked. What is it? Black Nikes, white sole, white sole. Okay, that's like I am convinced that the Nike Freeze, not the Free Runs, just Freeze. Yes. 3.0s. three Black white soles; those are the greatest shoes that have ever been made, and I would buy however many because they don't make them anymore. Okay, if if I found a supply of them, mm-hmm. I would buy every one all of, them, of them, and that would be all I would wear for the rest of my life. The most what? comfortable, best-looking tennis shoes of all time. Hmm. You cannot beat the black Nikes. Like, when's the last time you had a black, pair of these black Nikes, white soles? You cannot. It is a classic look, like a like a like a perfectly pressed white T-shirt. It's just, it's a classic look that will never go out of style.
1: <laughs> When's the last time you had these these
0: shoes? The Freeze? Yeah. Uh, high school. That's the last time you had them? Mm hmm. They're not that good. They're the most, they were the best no, shoes. Yes. I'm not doing it. I'm not falling for it. Nike Free 3.0s.
1: Because <laughs> I feel the same way about, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, there was a. Eric in 2s, he's a skateboarder, mm. and he had these shoes and they were almost like basketball shoes. The further he got in his career, his shoes definitely started looking more basketball-ish. Mm. Um and I used to think that they were the greatest thing on God's green earth, but I think if I wore them today, I would not like them.
0: I mean, But I, I don't know but that. But the Nike Free 3.0s are as basic of a tennis shoe as possible. <laughs> You're not, I'm not talking about a skate slash basketball shoe,
1: but still, what I'm talking about is your affinity for the shoe. Mm, they're, so <laughs> they're so
0: comfortable. They're so lightweight but comfortable. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I just I feel I felt like I was walking on air when I had those. Hmm. It was they were just so comfortable. CJ yeah. CJ will know what I'm talking yeah. about.
1: Yeah, and CJ will know what I'm talking about with the cost and twos. Mm. By the way, I need to show you a video of him recently wakeboarding.
0: Really? Well, you said he's pretty much
1: a god. He's too old to be doing this shit and landing well, it. Well,
0: clearly not too old because he's doing it.
1: Oh, my God. It's unreal. It's unreal. Mm. Like, if I get on a skateboard, it takes me probably two days to feel well, like, well enough to try a board slide or a kickflip or anything of the sort. This dude is just lashing a wayboard doing
0: front flips and back flips.
1: What a stud! Dude, the Andersons are freaks.
0: <laughs> it's well, not well fair. I played basketball with Micah, and he's uber athletic. It's annoying. Yeah. What the hell? He doesn't even look like he jumps hard, and yet he like grabs the rim. <laughs> he
1: rolls out of bed and just dunks on everyone. That's mm-hmm. what he does. <laughs>
0: It's annoying. Uh, Sunday. What'd you do Sunday, dude? Uh, Watched watched and got very mad at football. Football. What are you mad at? The Jets. I mean, they got pounded, but is that surprising? Well, they were supposed to be better. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, they're missing their quarterback. They're missing two of their offensive tackles. Yeah. And it was just frustrating because that game honestly was there. Yeah. And they made so many just stupid mistakes. Was it at home? Yeah. Okay. Just so many stupid mistakes that... In year three of this current iteration of a twelve year rebuild, yeah. they shouldn't be making. Yeah. It's just like, oh dear God, they're gonna have like they're gonna have to reset. You're just like you you instantly go to dear god, they're gonna have to reset after this one thing game? again. No, I mean completely being completely being dramatic. But <laughs> some of it you're just wondering, like, can this get any better? Ba- like yeah. some of it is such problems that have been so persistent for mm-hmm. each season after season, you're just like this isn't getting any better, so getting mm. getting dramatic after one game, you're just like, well, I've seen this before. They struggled with the same shit last year under the same coaching staff same coaching under staff. the okay. same GM. Like, mm-hmm. it's, Is
1: that the problem?
0: Well, I mean, how many different coaches are we going to have to hire till we oh. find the right one? we fired so many goddamn many of them. I forget I don't know. <laughs> how many Jets coaches we've had since 2010. Really? Uh, I mean, Rex Ryan, yeah. Todd Bowles, uh, Adam Gase, only four. I guess we've only had four, but we've had in so 10, many... 12 years? But we've only had... We've had so many coordinators. Oh, okay. So many coordinators. Hmm. I, I think we change offensive coordinators, like, every year. Oh. Because our offenses are, it's, like, routinely putrid. Yeah. And in a league that is consistently, <laughs> af- like, making the game easier to score yeah. because of all the sports betting and fantasy football, it right. just viewership product mm-hmm. they want points on the board yeah. so they are officiating out a lot of the stuff that helps defenses and it's oh helping, that's annoying and it's helping offenses yeah like a lot of the like right now um you like the illegal touching that they're calling on defenders mm-hmm. like down it's such tech attack i don't even know how some of these defenders do it but yet somehow the jets still find a way to make their offense look like it's nineteen sixty. Like it's so it's just so bad. I just looked
1: up the score. I just said, What's the score of the Jets game? And I just was like And that one touchdown was with less than a minute left.
0: In the game? Yeah.
1: Oh so the whole game. Just a beat down.
0: Yeah. And their kicker (laughs) missed the field goal and an extra point. Their receivers Mm. dropped multiple first downs early in the game, like the kill drives. The defense held as well as they could until they were just on the field for too long. Yeah. And then the dam eventually broke. Jeez. It's just, it was just, that was a frustrating game. And then the Orioles getting beat 1-0. Yeah. At home. And pretty much put a nail in, like, the final nail in their playoff hopes. Yeah. But Washington State did beat Wisconsin on the road. They did. And number 19 ranked team in the nation. And they went into into Wisconsin, mm-hmm. into Madison, and beat the Cougs, I mean, beat the Badgers without even playing it. Like, offensively, they look. Washington State has looked bad the first two weeks, mm-hmm. but they actually are playing defense for the first time.
1: Mm. Who's their coach?
0: Jake Dickert. Who the hell's that? He was their coordinator. He was a coordinator there uh, under Nick Rolovich. Mm-hmm. And then when Nick Rolovich was fired for not getting vaccinated, um, Jake Dickert became. He was vaccinated, so he could stay on. He became the interim coach. (laughs) Okay. And he coached. They played so well for him, and he coached. And he ended up, he finished, like, five and two over his last, like, the seven games games that he coached. coached? Wow. And and beat up on UW at the end of the season. Yeah. So they they gave him the job. and That's rad. he went in and beat Wisconsin. Yeah. Playing defense, special teams, and running the ball. Yeah. That's I'll, cool. I'll take it. Yeah, and I'll go and beat Oregon in two weeks. Uh, I mean, they got pounded. Yeah, I mean, but Georgia
1: is Georgia. Georgia's
0: a. They won. They won the national title last year. Oh, okay. Uh, they put in, like twelve of their players went into the NFL from that team, and they just and replaced, they're still that. And they good? just replaced them with all five star. Like, it's Georgia's a pipeline. Oh. It's an NFL pipeline. Okay. All they do is like they get five star kids that just come like Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, Washington State, their, their starters yeah. are decent, right? Yeah. The difference between, like, even Oregon, right? Oregon recruits at a top 10 mm-hmm. level. They get four or five-star kids mm-hmm. on, at most positions. The difference is between them and Alabama is that Oregon's those are just the starters. The right. guys the depth behind, behind them, them yeah. aren't that level. They're the thing that with Georgia is they're three deep. Yeah. Are all four or five star recruits. Yeah. So if a guy gets injured, a guy goes Jeez. to the NFL, guy transfers, they just plug him in with the next stud that's going to be a first round draft mm. pick. So it's 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 a different the Alabama's, the Ohio States, the Georgias, they play they play a different. Yeah. They play it's it's a it's almost stupid to have those schools in the yeah. same in the same overall league as the other conferences. Right. Because you're never going to be able to compete with them. You're never going to beat Georgia in a playoff game. The only one who can is like Alabama. Right. And even Ohio State, who is mm-hmm. the most winningest program over the last 25 years, mm-hmm. I mean even they get their asses kicked in the yeah. playoffs against Georgia and Alabama. So uh
1: Mark asked me uh, about cuz I, I brought up that I like basketball and he was like, "Hey, I was meaning to ask you, do you like college ball?" And I was like, I, I could not care less about college <laughs> yeah, basketball. Yeah, he went to Ohio State. Oh, did he? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. He's like, really? I said, yeah. If I want to watch a bunch of dudes just run up and down a court and jack up threes and miss them, I'll just go to the gym. I'll go to LA Fitness this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, just, it is a hard product to watch. I just don't. I don't. And you and I talked about mm-hmm. that a little bit recently, just about the women's the women's basketball, college ball, and how it's just it's more fundamental, and it's... It's more entertaining to watch, but I mean, I'm really just—I, dude, I just—it feels—I feel weird. I feel like there's a hole in my heart just because of last season with basketball Mm -hmm. and the Trailblazers. It doesn't. It feels like it's—it just hasn't been the same since COVID. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like going into the bubble, and there was a few exciting moments in the bubble, but we're not going to games. I went to one game last year. It was like Nurk's first game back or something, and that was it. That's it. That's all I've really done. I didn't watch anything at the end of the season. So nervous but excited for the for this season. Um, because I don't care about sports really. Otherwise, I watch the Timbers and Thorns a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of track them and follow them a little bit. But otherwise, it's only basketball, and I just haven't had basketball
0: yeah well hopefully that changes this year
1: i mean it freaking better dude
0: <laughs> well they're gonna i mean they're gonna be back lillard will be back yeah but um, chauncey
1: billups is coaching
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't write off chauncey just i'm yet. saying i would love
1: to see this lineup under terry
0: this lineup under terry
1: yeah jeremy grant with terry damian nurk
0: yeah i mean terry got the short end of the stick of neil yeah. o'shea's just absolute train wreck of, of a, uh, I don't even like GM ship. I mean, he was a ter- he was terrible. It's trash. He was trash. It sucks. Absolutely awful. But I mean, Terry also.
1: I mean, Terry has his shortcomings. I'm Terry not definitely had a. Sh- Terry definitely had a shortcomings. And I if, trust in Terry. And
0: if Terry was good, and if Terry was as good as I think we think he is, mm-hmm. he would have another job. Okay. Okay. He's interviewed for a bunch.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: And he just hasn't gotten the job. Look,
1: we have a first-time coach. It just makes me nervous.
0: Yeah. Yes. It for just sure. makes me nervous. For sure. But I think of the three major sports yeah. in the United States, soccer, baseball, not soccer, football.
1: Well, don't, base- don't discount soccer.
0: Yeah, but it's not <laughs> a major sport in the U.S.
1: It is the, the only sport. <laughs>
0: Baseball, f- basketball, football. Yeah, I think coaching has the least amount of effect on wins losses. I'm not saying that it has none, but I think it has the least amount of effect mm. on the on the product.
1: We need to get some coaches in here.
0: I think they would completely. Those coaches would completely disagree. <laughs> obviously, because they're coaches, right? But when you have they're the sp- most important, when you have piece st- of puzzle, when you have dude. star players. Yeah, like Ty Lue. Is not a championship level coach, right, right? Right. He won because LeBron James is essentially the player coach. Yeah. Right.
1: The GM, the coach. What the
0: is G- Ty? What is Ty Lue telling LeBron James to do at the end of games? Go, hey, LeBron. Run the, run the LeBron play, yeah. right? Hey, I mean, score and uh, play defense. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's there's when you have guys. It's yeah. it's either you have guys or you don't have guys. Yeah. Now there are coaches' effects where you can get more does a team want to play hard for you? Yeah. When things are going... Oh, yeah. When things are going south, do you know how to push the right buttons Mm, to get the response that you want from players without getting them to turn you off? What is that? Is that even coaching? No, I think that's just interpersonal relationships. I think your coach is I would rather have a coach who's better at interpersonal relationships yeah. than he is at ex- necessarily Xs and Os. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wonder if Stotts's refusal to play some younger guys mm-hmm. um guys who were clearly like had clearly earned the minutes but because of his philosophy of I play veterans over young guys. Mm-hmm. Seem to, from what I've heard and what I've read, from yeah. I listen to a I'm, lot. And I, you do more than I, I do more. I listen to a lot of Blazer yeah, podcasts yeah. in the post Neil, post Terry mm-hmm. era, basically saying there was a lot of hard feelings amongst, especially even Dame, who were looking at younger guys on the roster like Nas, who had clearly put in yeah. the work, were not getting the minutes. Gary and Gary and like and even Ant, yeah, saying these guys can help us and they're not getting minutes, and we're throwing guys like Evan Turner out to stand in the corner and do nothing and it's like in i guess there i mean there was some there was like terry lost his ability to communicate yeah and i think chauncey being so much more of a player coach and being able to be related relatable as a player coach not that the players didn't like terry dame never threw terry under the bus never ever yeah not once so that shows a level of respect right so i'm not saying terry wasn't a player coach but i think chauncey won his the cachet that he brings for sure and then also it's he seems to be a very relationships oriented person. Yeah. Every time I've watched pre games mm-hmm. and they sh- like in everything I've heard people talking about Chauncey, mm-hmm. like even at Summer League, Chauncey's on the court talking to other players. He's on the court building, mm-hmm. building relationships, being that like facilitator Shucking of and jiving. Yeah. And, Have and, you
1: when's the last time you went to um, FanFest?
0: It's been a long you time.
1: You should go. Okay. You should go. Uh, it's a way different dynamic, right? It's just the our players and playing against each other. But even like there's a moment, it was his first year and we went. And Was it his first year? It must have been. He's talking to the crowd and stuff. And, and Chauncey? Yeah. Yeah, last year was his first year. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So he was talking to the crowd. We went mm-hmm. and just watching him, you know, coach the players like, I don't know. There's no threshold that's too low for him. Mm-hmm. So I, I see what yeah. you're saying for sure. So
0: like the thing that gives me encouragement about Chauncey, right, is when everything went south mm-hmm. and they clearly went into tank mode. Yeah, And they were playing guys who are not on the roster and were never going to be on the roster right. past the, la- at the end of last mm-hmm. season. They were brought in to lose, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Chauncey still had those guys playing hard every night. Yeah. And they played hard for Chauncey. Regardless of what the final score was, I never said I never saw that Blazer team. Mm -hmm. I saw the Blazer team quit when there was no vibes early in the season when CJ and Dame were still playing. Yeah. But once they went into tank mode, I never saw that team quit. Yeah. And I think that is coaching. I think Mm. that's I think that's Chauncey's coaching effect. Yeah. Is I do think that players, when he has his guys yeah. who are defense, who are defense effort yeah. first yeah. guys, I think they will respond well to Cha- Chauncey's coaching. Because CJ and a lot of those guys that were holdovers were mm-hmm. allowed to coast on defense under Terry. Yes, Chauncey didn't allow no, that. No, there's accountability, and I don't. I don't think it. certain guys like Covington, like Powell, mm. and CJ particularly liked that. Yeah, as veteran guys, like hey, you're a rookie coach, who the f- the yeah. FRU. Yeah. Right?
1: So, yeah. Ooh, dude, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I went to the beach.
0: You did go to the beach?
1: In the most underwhelming beach trip I probably have ever gone on. Underwhelming. Yeah. Really? You know, I love the beach. Yeah.
0: That's why I'm like underwhelming.
1: And Astoria. Yeah. I love going.
0: hmm. Meh. Really? Just yeah. bad weather? N- well,
1: I I I think that is a huge part of it. was supposed to be like 85 Mm -hmm.
0: 87 smoky oh shit yeah
1: yeah so i went straight after work Mm -hmm. drove by myself
0: i like that drive by myself i've
1: never done that
0: Mm -hmm. it's nice
1: i know you've done and that's Mm -hmm. why i brought that up because i was talking to somebody at work and i was like yeah I i think it was john i was like i'm gonna drive to the beach by myself and he's like oh that's a nice drive that's a nice drive to do by yourself um and i was like is it and i enjoyed it mm-hmm. i just put on tell him steve dave and was just listening to the podcast and giggling to myself and just chilling yeah it wasn't bad um <laughs> i got to seaside i drove back 26 and then drove up hit seaside uh jen and cheyenne were with her mom driving out mm. this is our first trip for dan going out camping oh, yeah i bet that, um, that was uh that's big it was cool there was a lot of like moments like even even she had said like that i'm having moments where i'm like wow like i'm here mm-hmm. like i'm doing this this is cool um which is great right that's awesome that's the best part of the trip um but they were driving uh down the columbia right they went 30 yeah mm-hmm. is that 30 i don't yeah. know uh and then they were like getting hung up stopping at different stops and they all had to go to the bathroom. They all going to the bathroom, doing all this thing. So I ended up being like a half an hour ahead of them.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Going twenty six in the north. Yes, that you were able to beat them. Yes, thirty is longer. Like thirty is a sneaky long drive because
1: you got to go up through freaking Longview.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Obnoxious. You take I five cut off, cut it, cut across that right yeah. here. What? And then, yeah. No, you, they didn't do that. You cut, it, you cut across at Longview. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah and then Longview <laughs> over to Rainier. Yes. Yes. And then you Dude, go Dude, they
1: freaking got so chatty. They went up to R- Castle Rock. They missed it. Oh, fuck. Had to turn around, go back. Then they stopped oh, at the Berry man. Patch on 30. They always stop at the Berry Patch. Okay. Got some pies. And then by the time, like, it was like, I was like... I was getting updates because mm-hmm. they sent, shared their location. I was a half hour ahead of them. Damn. So, I, like, pulled over in Seaside, and beca- I can't take my car through a drive through because my roof rack. So, I pulled Uh-oh. over and just washed my car. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That's so random. Mm-hmm. I'm just out there washing my car by myself. Uh, anyway, so, we got there, and... Um, I mean, we went to bed pretty early Friday night.
0: I imagine driving all day. Yeah, like, you're probably tired. I
1: worked all day. Yeah. And then and went then straight from drove. there. Yeah.
0: Went to bed early,
1: plane switch. Oh, we watched Big Brother. Had to watch Big Brother. Um, oh, we need to get to that. I need to make a note of that. We need to get to that. To Big Brother? Uh, No, Jake. Something you let me know as you were leaving last week.
0: I don't know of what you speak. Yeah, you I will. Didn't. I will deny it. You will. Uh, you will try. I <laughs> <laughs> how he says that. <laughs> <laughs> you will try.
1: Uh, so, I mean, and, and Claren... Uh, Claren. Yeah, that's their celebrity name, Clay and Taren.
0: <laughs> Clay and
1: Taren. Forever, um,
0: forever known now known as Claren.
1: Claren, they came out and... I mean, they showed up to the, the our campsite, and they're like, "Hello!" And we were in the tent, and Dan's in her camper, and shines in her tent, and we're like, "Hey!" And they're like, "We're here." We're like, "Okay." Well, I think we're all just heading to bed. <laughs> and they're like, "Okay," and they like got a cabin and stuff. Um, there's no fires too. We also got that notification like can't have a fire
0: yeah that that but that's a wet blanket yeah so
1: typically we would at least even if it's l- like later we're mm-hmm. just sitting around the fire like
0: even if you went to the beach yeah you couldn't have one no i mean i don't know we didn't go
1: to okay. the beach mm-hmm. so the next day we drove into astoria brought logan and harrison with us went to fort george brewery and outside
0: it How was, was nice it was nice pretty good food. Those breweries have good food.
1: There's so many new breweries in Astoria. Really? Oh, yeah. Like a bunch. Huh. A bunch of places that's are like...
0: Cool. Is there a Pelican there?
1: Not there. It's over by... There's
0: one in Cannon. Yes. And that has good food. Is there
1: a Pelican? Dude, Buoy's there, Fort George, there's another one. Like, there's a ton of new breweries popping up hmm. in Astoria, which, I mean, if that's what's going to be the thing, that's rad. Right. Um. Never had been up to the... Column, the Astoria Column. Okay. So after lunch, we drove up there. I mean, it was smoky. Yeah, I saw your picture. Yeah, it but it was cool to see it. Uh, I didn't know you could go up in it. Oh really? You can go up in it to the top. Did you know that? I did not. It's amazing. I didn't cool. do it, but I one day when my knee feels well <laughs> enough, I'm gonna do it. Uh, and then they had Chief Com Comley's like little memorial, mm. which is like a canoe there, and that's what I went there to see um because i had read about it in the astoria history book that i read um but it was cool and then the second night um we well, they hung out a little bit like with everybody and like deanne's best friend was there with her kids and they came over and visited a little bit but mostly like the best part of the trip in my opinion was just sitting with clarin and, <laughs> and and just shooting the shit and like I don't know Like, I don't really get to hang out I, I do hang out with them almost once a week because mm-hmm. we, we, we try to have dinner regularly once a week but I don't know it felt like a different connection like we were actually sitting down and getting to visit sure. and Clay was Clay went to PAX which is like a video game convention in Seattle mm. to promote his you were telling me that his he was game.
0: going
1: there yeah um, so he's telling me about that and uh, yeah we're just talking about what they've been up to Um. I, I made a joke that clay is marrying his sister because the moon all weekend was incredible i don't know if you saw it
0: yeah i mean it was all orange and just massive and looked great
1: and so friday night i'm like jen check out that moon man that looks rad and jen responds with when the moon hits the sky like a big me and i'm just like okay well yeah that's par for the course so then we're sitting there saturday the four of us at the table And I'm like, guys, look at the moon again, like super rad. And Taryn goes, when the moon (laughs) hits. And then Jen joins her. And I look at Clay and I go, dude, you're marrying your sister. (laughs) Uh, It was just fun. It was cool to hang out with them. Uh, One last thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit before we move on is, um, as you know, I love Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. And... Last night was the premiere release of Clerks 3. Okay. So I'm not going to get too into it because I know you know nothing about Kevin Smith and his films. Um, I was crying the whole time of laughter, of nostalgia, of like sadness, of trauma. It was an emotional-ass movie. Wow. It was... The complete opposite of everything I had expected. Clerks 2 was like, for me, I think, like a a movie that was just like, he's crushing it. Like, this is great comedy. And since then, it's just kind of like he's making weird ass movies like Tusk and Yoga Hosers and just making these really weird, goofy kind of movies. And then.
0: Is Tusk that one where some scientist. Or, like, some crazy dude tries to make a walrus out of a human? Out of a human? Yes. Okay. So... I didn't know that was Kevin Smith. Yes. Yes. That is a weird movie. Who comes up with that concept? I, I will
1: show you how he came upon it. It's a podcast origin. Oh, it's really? amazing. Okay. It's amazing. Because in his podcast, having this spark it, and then from that, making a movie, mm-hmm. it's, it's Justin Long. I love Justin Long. So... As weird as it is, as bizarre as it is, I enjoy that movie okay. for what it is. It's different. It's not Kevin Smith. They call it View Askew was the production company. It's not a View a View a, a View Askew universe is what they call it. Mm. Um, so it's not like all these films tie together. Even Dogma references Clerks, and you'll see characters. All these characters intertwine. Mm. Um, but then he has other movies like Jersey Girl, which are outside of the universe. Um, So then he makes Jay and Silent Bob reboot and I'm excited because he has a heart attack and this is his first movie releasing since the heart attack and it's kind of underwhelming. I enjoy it less than Tusk, less than Red State, less than everything he's made before, but I like it for what it is in its own way. It's just, it's a little quirky, but it's not, it's not the best it okay. really is not the best okay. in my opinion sure. so he announces clerks three and at uh, falling on the like coming on the coattails of jay and sand and bob's uh reboot i'm like eh, we'll see like i mean what did your heart attack do to your writing bro <laughs> right Uh,
0: jake it was i wrote him i wrote to him you wrote him a letter. Yes. How did you send it to him? Via Courier Pigeon? I thought about it.
1: It'd probably get there more effectively than an Instagram DM, Mm. but I had to say something. Wow. I I was completely moved by this movie, Jake.
0: Did you start it with, like, Dear Kevin Smith, I hope hope this letter finds you well. You want me to read you the intro? Go for it. (laughs)
1: for this <laughs> oh god i'm i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed my it, dearest kevin it says mr smith <laughs> yes
0: so, listen, you are so listen, sweet
1: listen mr smith Mr. yes smith. i know mr smith was your father because he always says that when anyone calls him mr smith oh, i'm on nice. it dude. good
0: good joke good joke
1: he said mr smith yes Fanboy i right. know mr smith was your father but you get razzed so many times by calling someone you don't know by their first name. When it comes time to officially address them, you feel obligated to be formal. I'm sure this is one of many writings you'll receive during the surge of us who see Clerks 3, but I would regret it if I didn't. And that's how I started it.
0: Strong opening. Oh, dude, I'm a fucking excellent writer. Look at this letter, Jake. Damn. <laughs> You, pulled, you put your heart in that, man. That had multiple thumb scrolls oh, on your phone. Dude, look. It's and you sh- finished it with a happy face emoji. Uh,
1: yeah, I did. Nice. A winky face. A winky face. Because I added another joke. Um, it, it It's based on, he wrote his heart attack into the story of Clerks. One of the characters has a heart attack. Mm. And then decides that he's going to make a film based on his life. Which is only which is essentially him making the film clerks so it's meta it's all intertwined right um but the the depiction of medical trauma and the representation of an individual who's having medical trauma and the those around that person having that medical trauma there's a character who can't could barely step into a hospital because of medical trauma. And I was just like, damn dude, like this has hit me hard. But then you add the layer of like a heart attack and recently having a family member go through a massive heart attack Mm -hmm. and almost losing them. And just weeks in a coma, just watching this movie. I'm just like, fuck, like this is hitting me different. Different than anything. Um, t- on top of all the nostalgia and the jokes, it was fucking hilarious to me. It wasn't like low-hanging low, frame, low hanging fruit shit that it sometimes can be. Um, but, I mean, it 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 affected me enough to fucking write
0: this dude. <laughs> so, Dang. Um, well, that's I, au- well, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you had something that moved you to that extent.
1: Like, sometimes when I hear Kevin talk, it makes me want to do... More, He inspires me to do more. He encourages people to just do right. You don't know what's going to happen if you don't fucking do it. You can think about it, but nothing will come of anything if you don't do it. So, yeah, I mean, leaving this movie, I, I feel encouraged. I feel positive. I feel excited. I feel, I don't know. That's why, um, I have cameras right now. Nobody can see them. I don't know if I'm going to use any of the footage. But it's like, let's elevate this. If we can. If I can, right? Sure. Why not? I yeah. might as well fucking try. Yeah. Um. But I just like... I And I know I'm talking it up to my, my friends who love Kevin Smith films and haven't seen it yet. And... Like I said, I went in, and we talked about this last week, I went in with low expectations and was completely blown away, and I hope I'm not setting that bar too high for them, but it, it affected me differently. Overall, though, the reviews I've read and the reviews I've seen, people are, like, calling it his magnum opus, like, just saying, like, this is the best film he's ever made. Wow. Um, He just knocked it out of the park, so go see Clerks 3. Uh, If not, see it when it comes out on streaming if it ever does. It's it's freaking rad.
0: Cool. Well two uh two positive movie reviews and back to back I know. I know. For regular movie critics.
1: Look at us, dude. We need a movie segment. Um you sent me probably the most disturbing thing that I've seen in a while, and that is fucking saying something.
0: I have sent you a lot recently. What did I which the, were the
1: specific one I'm talking about is the Manipulation of the Freedom of Information Act. Oh, yeah.
0: Wasn't that... Isn't that nuts?
1: It's it's scary, dude. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you want to recap it? I don't have it up. I...
0: Um, Essentially, what people are doing, and it's... A, I mean, it's a coordinated effort. Yeah. Uh, is basically most public things, you can go put a Freedom of Information Act request out there and the government is required to give you that paperwork yeah um which is meant to give tran like f- make the government have transparency right it's a accountability. way ability for yeah accountability yeah. right it's a way for us as in citizens living in a government giving up our sovereignty to extent to live in a society but The problem, the nice thing about democracy is that it gives us multiple avenues in which to watch the watchers. Mm -hmm. This is one of them. And um, is that you can request most public documents that are not classified. I have it here. And you can basically make it, um, you can basically request it. People are abusing it yeah. for a very specific purpose. And if you have the article, yeah,
1: supporters of former President Donald Trump have swamped local elections offices around the nation in recent weeks with a coordinated campaign of requests for 2020 voting records. In some now, now they're asking for mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah. In 2022.
1: Yeah. In some cases, paralyzing preparations for the fall election season. In nearly two dozen states and scores of counties, election officials are fielding what many describe as an unprecedented wave of public records requests in the final week of summer, one they say may be intended to hinder their work in a weakened and weaken an already strained system. The avalanche of sometimes identically worded requests have forced some to dedicate days to the process of responding even as they scurry to finalize polling locations, mail out absentee ballots, and prepare for early voting in October.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, and then I read a uh, another piece of that yeah. where when... Like some people have requested certain documents mm-hmm. from these polling, like from these uh, like polling places, mm-hmm. like Elections polling data office. from election offices, yeah. Asking for these documents, and then those documents, like the people who work there, like we don't know what that document is that mm-hmm. they're requesting. So when they reach out to the person rec- making the request and saying, "What do you mean by your, yeah. this document that you're asking for?" and they respond with, "Oh, we don't know." It's because they're being they're being told by some. There's there are there, it's effort. it's a coordinated effort. Wow,
1: oh, I don't know. Yeah, that is obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so it scares me. I don't know why it's doing that, Jake.
0: <laughs> Just move it around until it stops.
1: Yeah, Uh, that scares me, dude. And I talked a little bit about it with Matt at work. Mm-hmm. Um. But it it just like because you sent it to me and I was like oh my god and then him and I went to break together and I'm like dude what the f it's 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 dirty that's dirty
0: I mean we know that they've they've they have a ground they have a ground game yeah a grassroots ground game yeah to affect the um to affect elections at the local level I mean how many like that uh that that dude in New Mexico. Who yeah. refused to certify sure he just got um he just got subpoenaed for his role he just got indicted for his role um for his uh his role on january 6th
1: and oh. then and then was
0: and then they used the 14th amendment to remove him from office
1: are you kidding me no remove
0: him mm-hmm. yeah he's he no longer has that seat like dude, that Cowboys friend Trump dude. Yeah. Yeah, they used the 14th Amendment to remove him from office under the like basically saying that you're, you know, you're a traitor and you can't yeah. hold an off, you can't hold public office when you're <gasps> you're a traitor to your nation. You have a crime against the United States. So
1: Listen, that's great, but that's the only person who's going to see repercussions. Not the only person, right? We're seeing
0: the only th- elected official who's going to see repercussions. Yeah, we're seeing
1: people who kind of Coordinated and orchestrated, other than Donald Trump, see and have repercussions for this. But and yeah, that's great the that indi- this yeah, one is. Yeah,
0: the individuals who unfortunately got radicalized under Trump. Yeah, who are suffering the consequences for under Trump's direction. Yeah, like they're the ones that are getting the brunt of it. Yeah, as they should. I mean, right. they sh- they should be held account for their their behavior. But the fact that it, you're not getting the the head mm. as yes. of, I mean yet. Um is is a bit frustrating. It makes you wonder, like, justice. There's two different justice systems, which people minorities have been saying forever, and it's just now apparent to most white people is that there's uh, there's definitely two justice systems, and it's definitely along class and racial lines. Yeah. Um.
1: It's gross. That's gross. That's a bummer, dude. And and you 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 popped off.
0: well i mean it's it's i mean it's it's ridiculous yeah. like kind of like f this f this yeah. right like that he can that trump can go in and find basically court shop yeah he the judge that he went and found to take this case that the file his 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 suit and isn't even um isn't even the like isn't even isn't even the jurisdiction the federal jurisdiction that Marlago is right. So mm. the the warrant was signed by a magistrate judge in D.C. Mm-hmm. Jurisdiction should have been originally given to that D.C. judge, unless oh. a, f- a higher federal judge mm-hmm. decides to take the case, then the magistrate judge loses jurisdiction. Okay. So precedent would have said the 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 issuing judge of the warrant mm-hmm. should be the one to. Take the initial filings. Right. Not only did Trump not go to the tr- the judge in his district. Right. He went to an an adjacent district of someone who was essentially handpicked by Marco Rubio mm-hmm. in the last year of Trump's office. Mm-hmm. Her only her she she has the bare minimum number of years to be. Qualified to be uh, as a like as practicing law at the federal level to oh be to be to be um, allowed to be a federal judge. Yeah, she's never a judge before. She was a dis- she was a federal district district attorney, well, so she was never. Okay. Ju- I mean, a lot of people aren't federal yeah. judges yeah. before becoming judges. Sure. but she had the minimum number of years practicing law to be eligible to be a federal judge. Yeah, was rammed through after Trump already lost the the um the election, election which is yeah. fine, right? She had been going through the nomin- the, the nomination process yeah. and the vetting process prior to Trump losing office. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like prior to Trump even losing the election. So I don't I'm not gonna say that she shouldn't have gotten her seat, right? right. But it makes you wonder what on earth gives this judge the f- like what makes this judge feel that she should take precedent well she should take jurisdiction away from the from the judge yeah. in DC. Yeah when it's not even her jurisdiction
1: it's and then, messy and then dude. She, and
0: then she and then decides that she is going to weigh in on this <laughs> on this complete novel concept yeah. of executive privilege extending to past presidents yeah how do you have the hubris as a one year federal judge to say i'm going to make a decision i'm yeah. going to write a case ruling that essentially says that there are potential executive privileges for past presidents that would then supersede the sitting executive because Biden has already weighed in on this Mm -hmm. saying that those documents belong to the National Archive and they are of his interest. So if they are of the current executive's interests, you would think that that would supersede any perceived executive privilege from past presidents but essentially what this judge has said is that no this there are there is she's just basically making up law yeah it, it just it was an it, an inconceivable ruling and something that only seems to ever happen to people with money and resources yeah yeah and it's just like fuck this yeah it, it's an illusion the shit is an illusion now hopefully yeah. they can appeal But six of the... It's in the 11th Circuit. Yeah. Six of the 11 judges on the 11th Circuit Court, which is the appeals court above the level where Cannon is, are Trump appointees. So Mm -hmm. you're rolling your dice, getting getting either her decision reaffirmed, Mm -hmm. or it becoming worse for the DOJ. And then if you wanted to appeal to the Supreme Court... Guess which Supreme Court Justice oversees the eleventh circuit. Which Clarence Thomas. Oh God. The (laughs) the one whose wife tried to like was in on the January 6th. Yeah. overthrow of our like attempted overthrow of our government. So I it's just like he he is only allowed to get away with this shit because of people like this Judge Cannon. Mm Mm-hmm. Who are either way intentional. who are either way over their head, mm-hmm. but she was handpicked. Right? Yeah. What what none of us, no individual American would be able to go court shopping. No. If we were in trouble for something that serious, yeah. we we're like, oh, we want to go to this judge. they they seem to be more favorable. The DOJ would laugh at us. Yeah. They're I mean, only willing to throw maximum sentences. They're only willing to pursue people they know they can screw over because those people have lacks of lack of resources right yeah that's the only reason why trump is allowed to still be a free man is because he has all of these resources that he can just throw around and come and then just bog down the system with bullshit like literally the special master request is not for executive privilege Mm -hmm. it's not for anything other than a civil suit civil case mm-hmm. where like a if a law firm was if a law firm what like for example when special like the most common special like it, thing where it's, like a special master will be appointed by a judge in a federal case yeah is if like a law office or a doctor's office um some sort of business like high-end corporate business office is rated and a bunch of documents are taken like yeah. a ton of documents yeah and there's potential attorney client privilege there yeah and they don't want the because the all federal all federal investigators have what's called a um have a, a filter team that is not that is insulated from the investigation that's what happened here with Trump's documents right when documents are taken as part of a that are that are as part of like a, a an FBI um warrant seizure the filter team goes through and scans for potential attorney client privilege stuff mm-hmm. that stuff never gets to the never gets to the um to the investigators okay because it's stuff that can harm the, individ- the, the individual, right? right. Incriminating, so, self-incriminating. Um, stuff that they can't be used in court. Sure. So before it even gets to investigators, there's a filter team within the DOJ that goes through that kind of stuff. There are no documents that were taken that he can rightfully say are his or have... Trump? Yes. Yeah. They're yeah. federal documents. Yeah. He does not own them at any time. He's king, dog. Whether he... Dis- whether he... He didn't, but whether he, whether he declassified them or not, he does not own them. Yeah. And they have nuclear secrets, nuclear capabilities, of a foreign leader of a foreign ally. Yeah. The thought is is that it's Israel. And the the scuttlebutt is that it's Israel and. Jared Kushner just happened to get $2 billion from the Saudi Arabian government. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So
1: I mean, this is why people become apathetic and anarchists and punk
0: rock and F the government. So, yeah. Donald Trump just has (laughs) the Saudis the Saudis golf blood money at his golf course and Jared Kushner just happens to get $2 billion from the Saudi government after they leave office. And he had... Nuclear secrets, just stashed away. But Hunter Biden, bro. But Hunter Biden's laptop.
1: <laughs> but Hunter Biden's laptop, dude. That's why it's shit like this that makes me, not just me, but like, I don't know. I think I counter the these stories and these. I don't know, these discouraging situations with finally actually learning something about how government works. And then, so then I, there's, there's a threshold of me caring, but shit like this makes it, pushes people who don't, who haven't decided to learn enough to say, okay, like, this is why it's important. We're all operating within the system. We only have freedoms because government, everything that you celebrate, everything that you enjoy, everything that you get to do, it's because of the government that we have that we choose. Mm -hmm. If you are advocating for anarchy, destruction of the government, we want it all to fall, I just want guns, that world that you're talking about is not a world that you want to live in, and that's a world that people constantly talk about wanting and Mm -hmm. living in. Um, So having that understanding of how important it really is, I I don't know, keeps me from just throwing my
0: hands up and just saying F it, but you got there. <laughs> I'm seriously considering moving. <laughs> I'm not jo- like, this is not a joke. I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm considering moving. This is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> I, awesome. <laughs> I, 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 Kylie and I have talked about it. As soon as Wells is old enough to be in we school, gone. as soon as Wells is old enough to be in school, there's a legit chance that we're like moving.
1: It's gross, dude. It's gross. I mean, everyone's got their own problems.
0: Oh, and there's no country. There's no perfect country. Yeah, but the way this, the way that this is, this shit is trending. Yeah. Pff, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, like, I, I'm not gonna sit here and watch the downfall. Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not. So why don't you go- do, don't do something li- about I, it? I don't want to live here when I. When I know there's an election that was legitimately stolen.
1: Yeah. So, why don't you do something about it?
0: I mean, what can I do? You could have been there on January 6th. <laughs> Fighting <laughs> back, helping the police?
1: Well, I mean, you know, election was legitimately stolen. Uh, yeah,
0: it was. <laughs> any day now. Uh, he's going to go back in the Oval Office. Do you have
1: any anything other
0: than you leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Portugal seems nice. Yeah, dude, this time that's where
1: everyone's going. I know. I it's, read an article has one that of said the, that
0: one of the highest uh, like one, yeah expats um, going expat to what's that expatriates
1: Oh, that's a term. Mm-hmm.
0: That means when you like leave the United States. Um, <sighs> Damn, dude! But if you renounce your citizenship, you can never come back to the United States and purchase a firearm. Is that okay? Gun lo- uh, the the gun. Um, God, the firearms act of 1968 mm. uh, outlawed anybody f- who um for That's a gun who renounced their u.s citizenship mm. which is always funny to me when you're like selling a gun to like a country bumpkin who like would you have to renounce it who couldn't like legally renounce it okay so like there would be people would be like well like what does that mean like if i talk about not being uh like if i just talk about like not liking my country can not keep me from getting a gun. And I'm like, no, you have to go through the legal process of renouncing your citizenship. Yeah. What does renouncing mean? I declare. Giving up. I yeah. do declare. I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. What is that from? It's from the office yeah. when Michael was, was needed to, to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. And they said, well, you just declare it. And so he, yeah. like, walks out and then yells, I declare bankruptcy. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, Anyway, it's like, yeah, you just can't say I'm not an American anymore. It's right. an actual legal process. But, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know, man. Uh, back to your just to yeah. finish up because I feel like we got off of it. Sure. I don't want to <laughs> undersell how scary that is of those freedom of information requests yeah. being weaponized. Yeah. It was supposed to be used as a um I mean it's check. supposed to be used as as a as a check in a good public service. Right. And it's being corrupted because you're just trying to bog down the system to game it for you.
1: For the guy from Home Alone, too.
0: It's just, dude. Well, I mean, I guess there there are literally there there are evil people out there who are so power hungry. Yeah. That would do this.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I not just, new.
0: This it's feels new here. This feels yeah. It's this. It's newish. I mean, we've here. gone through. I mean, we've gone through some quasi. Like some quasi dictators, we've had our institutions stretched and challenged mm-hmm. before, sure. throughout our history. But I mean, for God's sake,s we had for the majority of our con- majority of our country's history, two thirds of the of the of the population couldn't even vote. Yeah. So right, I mean, it's right. it's just like it. But it this just feels maybe it's just because we're living here and it's by bi- its recency bias, right. but. This just feels different, man. Yeah, the I mean, ra- the radicalization behind the movement. Yeah, is what's is what worries me.
1: Well, and I think that you you told me something about like within ten years or something. I can't remember what the statistic was of. There's uh the the dog, no, what are they called? Dog watchers? What are they called? Huh? The the people who are watching internationally, what are they called? What do you call them? Watchdogs. Watchdogs, dog watchers. I'm a moron.
0: <laughs> well, watch, I mean, wa- every agency has a watchdog, which is independent. Um, it's basically a bunch of people who are essentially paying attention to all the inner workings of any bureaucracy, making sure that there is no corruption going on. Right. And every bureaucracy has an independent watchdog agency within it. Mm. Um, so, like, the State Department has a watchdog agency. Who, if there's something funny going on, they do their independent investigation, and they're kind of like the first people to raise alarm bells to Congress to being like, "Hey, oversight committee, take a look at this." Yeah, and then that gets the ball rolling. Wow, I so, didn't know like, that. Independent That's rad. Wa- independent watchdogs are hugely important mm. to making sure there's no corruption in our government. Right, and those were the people who were like first targeted by the Trump administration. <laughs> like, the, there was like, watch- dude, that is shady. There was like the State Department's watchdog. Such, like watchdog entity was completely gutted under trump and i mean that's it was it that's honestly a red flag it's dude. honestly like super it's honestly super lucky that we even knew about the attempted extortion of ukraine yeah because yeah. if it wasn't for alexander vindman vindman who was a u.s military officer mm-hmm. being like overhearing it and being like the fuck yeah he was the only one to to actually go to actually go to congress with it Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the actions of one man we would have never known of an extortion attempt by the president government by the president of the united states to a another foreign leader to try to extort them for information about his political rivals Mm -hmm. like we forget that like there's so Uh, much shit there's so much (laughs) shit with this guy that we forget that he was impeached for that there's all these red flags and you want to elect him again? And like that was all spearheaded by the State Department, who was basically Rudy Giuliani was running around, circumventing state, mm-hmm. and there was no watchdogs at state essentially left to be able to combat that. Yeah, because he had gutted the State Department watchdogs.
1: I I just my thought here is like altruism and like being the quote bigger person taking the high road re re um reaffirming or or re uh reinforcing these institutions or these practices or these norms um that might i assume are happening now right mm-hmm. but i just i know like just it's it's just the way that people talk about This administration and the current state of the federal government, right? We can all, like you've said it a billion times, you said it last week, we can argue and debate on policy, right? But when we're looking at individuals manipulating watchdog Mm -hmm. groups and extorting other governments or attempting to extort other governments for information, being impeached twice, like, these are all just very very sensitive f- things and if Biden was doing any
0: of it can you imagine what that other side would be would be doing and would be saying imagine what they're already saying when he isn't doing that Th- but that's
1: my point <laughs> right it's like okay. he's he instead he's trying to reinforce these safety nets and make sure that they can't be exploited and are, or are hoping to rebuild them up so that even it's holding him accountable mm-hmm. that's the altruism i'm talking about it's like i need to make sure that there's limitations essentially on me so that in the future people can't exploit or manipulate these things the way that they are because the person who just was here didn't give a shit no and i just i'm i it's that that it's all these things that scare me Mm -hmm. it's all of these things the manipulation of the freedom of information act the the public records requests um, the storming of the fucking Capitol. (laughs) like that happened
0: yeah that happened
1: Mm -hmm. under direction of a president who was impeached twice
0: yeah Tried to bring fake elector slates.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like this is your dude. I'm just. I, I. I. We're always ending on this, but like, it's. It's terrifying.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't love America. I tried to do this. Like, what is the lowest comment? Like, I always mm. be like, I try to have a comment. I'm thinking about. I'm having a conversation with somebody yeah. who's like a Trump supporter, and I'm like, okay, mm. what is the least. Common denominator that we could find that I could find with this person Mm -hmm. that we can be like we both agree on this. Okay, like what is the lowest? I guess what is the lowest common denominator we can get down to? What is the most basic thing that we all agree on? And I'd be like, okay, well, we all love America. But then I'm like, if you're still supporting Mm -hmm. Donald Trump Mm -hmm. at this point, at Mm -hmm. this stage, Mm -hmm. after everything we know, right there is the caveat. I can't even get to that lowest common denominator anymore
1: of your sentence of everything we know everything who knows you the right the uh, left-wing bias media
0: fair point that
1: is where it's split I've had conversations recently with Trump supporters and they're saying things that are woefully untrue and I'm like no that is not true this is actually what is happening. Yeah, that's what you're being told.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> regardless, right, we can we can all disagree about policy, but if you're... There is no... There is no conceivable way that someone can still deny that the election was... That can still say that the election was told. Yeah. Right? Like, there is... You can't even say that's what I'm being told when there are people, even in his own government, Mm -hmm. his own appointees Mm -hmm. at all levels of of executives who are like guys who were Trump people through and through Bill Barr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill Barr. Yeah. Who is like the quintessential Republican power hawk. Yeah. Who would, like, I legitimately believe he loves the Republican Party more than he loves his country. For sure.
1: He's got a a pit of dead bodies. Dude,
0: he, (laughs) I mean, even he is like, it's ridiculous to us to say. We, I went and tried. He went and tried. He tried. He tried. (laughs) He even admits, I tried to find it. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to. He wanted to. And the fact he that he couldn't to. even go and find what he wanted to find yeah. or even enough to be like, I'm going to open an investigation just to like to f- see further. Yeah. He had that little evidence. Yeah. And then his own election officials, like the pe- person at the DHS, mm-hmm. Department of Homeland Security, who was in charge of monitoring elect for election fraud and election interference, mm-hmm. said that this is the most secure election in American history. And he was a Trump appointee, lifelong Republican. Yeah. So there is no way (laughs) that you can continue to say that I love this country Mm -hmm. and still support Donald Trump. Yeah. There just isn't. And one last thing I'll say, and then you can end with a
1: final thought if you have one. But I think the reason, like, I feel like we're beating a dead horse here, but it's not because he's still him and his crew are still pushing the envelope of manipulating the institutions and norms of this country to gain power. in Exemplified by the public's request, um, public information requests. Mm-hmm. Is that public information requests? Yeah, that work. I think so. Sure. Yeah. Um, had that not happened, maybe we don't talk about Trump. Maybe we talk about the queen dying. But that is another red flag that is concerning and regardless of if you support trump or not just put yourself on the other side if if a democrat was advocating for this you'd be losing your mind yeah i
0: mean if you got approached right someone came to you and says hey i want i need for us to win the next election i need you to go to your local elections office and request these and say you need to request these documents you're not going to know what the, any of that data means. You're not going to know how to interpret it. Mm-hmm. None of that's going to make any sense to you. But we need you to do it because it's going to bog down the system. And there are people who are like, "Hell yeah, yeah, I want to hurt this country.
1: I want to hurt democracy specifically."
0: Dude, there was thirty uh, Pew Research poll. Thirty-two percent of Republicans said that they would, they would, um, they would rather have a strong unelected leader than a weak elected one
1: what
0: dude they don't believe in democracy so that gets to my point we don't i I can't we don't love i can't get to that lowest common denominator is that we both love america yeah because if you don't if you would rather—that's a great question. By the way, if you would rather, have, them, you would rather yeah. have an unelected leader under any circumstance, yeah, I don't care who the elected alternative is. Yes, we don't love you. Don't love America. You yeah. don't love America. Yeah, you love. Li- you love whatever idea has been planted in your brain. Yeah. That is America, and it's it's an orange man with crappy yellow hair. 30-something percent? 32% is what Pew Research had. <sighs> That's
1: why we're still talking about it, dude. Yeah. 32% of,
0: the, of one of the two major parties in this country. Yeah.
1: All right. Next week. It's my birthday.
0: It is your birthday. But...
1: I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna come up with something for us to kind of change it up a little bit. I was thinking about some questions, some real hard-hitting questions. I'll send them to you ahead of time, okay? So you can really think about them. Um, just change it up a little bit. Okay. Sure. Let's, let's get spicy. Alrighty. All right. Bye. bye. what you-